and welcome to Cage Minds. I'm Micah Frankel. Today, my guest is Aaron Jiggy Reese from the Jackson Wink Academy. Sir, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How you doing? Doing well. Glad to hear from you. We heard, we saw yeah, your yeah, first fight. You. Your first fight was back in September. You made the pro debut, and we heard here at the end of July... You're going to get in the cage for the second time, right? Right, right. Yeah, we're doing uh, July 31st, RUF. Um, Tempe, I think it's Tempe, Arizona. Yeah, I'm ready to go right now. So, Rough 39. I believe it's going to be a pay-per-view event. This is like what the UFC is doing, right? No audience, pay-per-view? Yeah, yeah. I like the atmosphere. It's uh, a lot more with um, uh, familiar with. It's another big stage, just like you made the pro debut on a big stage nine months ago, CES. Unfortunately, that one didn't work out the way you would hope. But what was the experience like still getting to make that pro debut? Uh, it was cool. We had to go all the way to uh, Connecticut. But uh, I, like the, uh, I like the experience. You know, just, uh, the five week was hectic, I remember. And it was a three-week camp. All in all, so um, from three weeks out, it was it was pretty hectic. But uh, it was I wasn't taking back for nothing, uh, even though you know it didn't uh, end how I wanted it to end. I still think that's something you need to find that I will become. So I'm glad everything happened how it happened, and uh, it was a great experience looking back on it. I got a lot of memories, you know, so a lot of lessons I learned and a lot of good times at the same time. Was it a different experience than the other MMA fights had been? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the same time, though, um, it wasn't like too big of a stage because, you know, I wrestled in front of a lot of people a lot of times. So, you know, um, when it's just me, you know, if you make the finals, usually it'll be everybody just watching your match uh, or everybody watching the center match. Uh, it wasn't too different from that, but as far as like the camera being all in your face when you're getting interested and stuff like that, that was different. Um, everything you had to do during fight week, like the CT scanners and the eye test and, and all this other stuff, it was a lot of stuff you had to do for uh, just a promotion, you know? So it was a lot. It was nice though that it wasn't too much as far as media obligations go. Um, I think I did the interview with you, and that was nice. I didn't feel like that was too much at all. But uh, everything else, it seemed like it was happening so fast. Maybe because it was a three-week camp. But uh, it, was, it was a lot. I do remember that. It was it was a lot, but it wasn't overwhelming. But it, it definitely was a lot. I was ready to go, though, and I had no excuses as far as uh, fight night. I feel like the better man won that night. Uh, so, you know, I tip my hat to him. And, uh, I appreciate him for making me the fighter that I've become to Well, what happened in the fight? Uh, first round, first round was close. I guess they gave him the first round, though. Um, he had got the, the biggest uh, punch of the first round. Second round almost ended it. Uh, I won the second round. And uh, he might have been able to score the second round tonight, but I guess they didn't. Um, in the third round, he did a lot of... Um, it's a lot of moving, and I couldn't really 
skill tone or another. And he just uh, he kind of just outpointed me. He was smart though. He's a smart professional. I learned a lot from going against him. You, know, you gotta you can't just uh, you can't just do certain things against the higher level people. You know. Uh, it, was a, it was a close fight though, 29 28. Uh, I didn't have a dispute though. I, I feel like I feel like he got the decision. I feel like he won that fight. So, uh, on to the next. And uh, I appreciate the effort and did for me. When we had did that interview, like you said, you took the fight on three weeks. Do you feel like you maybe rushed the decision to jump to that pro debut, taking the opportunity that was in front of you? Um. I feel like I should have more patience as far as uh, just trusting my managers. I feel like I'm with the best management, the Rivian Sports Agency, and uh, I really do feel like they, they're the best. Like, everything they do from top to bottom, they just, you know, they're so professional and they're so good at what they do. It's not just one guy, you know, like Jason, he's the, he's the top guy, but, you know, there's, there's more than just him, uh, Jacob, Cameron, Lance. Uh, about three or four other people, you know, that that do their thing as well. And uh, I actually found that fight myself. Somebody hit me up, some promoter hit me up, or not some promoter, but the CS promoter hit me up on uh, Facebook, and, and we took it from there. And I, I ran it by them, and they said, "Yeah, do you feel like if you feel like you want to take it, go ahead and take it." But I just feel like um, I should just let them do their job, you know. Next time, uh, I think sometimes I feel like. Uh, I don't know. I got it under control. But really, if you just let stuff play out, I think that's the best. You, know, you shouldn't try to force anything. I'm glad I did it, though, for sure. But looking back on it, I think um, I think just patience. Would, you know, I could just be more patient about it. And I wouldn't have had to fight all the way out into Connecticut. I thought it was nice, though, going all the way out there for a promotion like TES. You know, like, uh, even though I was the first fight, so I tell everybody that I was going to be on Fightfest and, you know, everybody was wondering, you know, what time I'm coming on and, and I had already fought, you know, because I was like the prelim, but unfortunately. There's a lot of factors that the, the fan of MMA can't even understand all the different factors that go in. So were there any other areas that that night really opened your eyes up to? Any other areas as far as... Um, just anything from preparation from before the fight to handling fight week or travel. I mean, there's so many little oh, yeah. things that go into it. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of stuff you could tell us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was like a whirlwind for real. It was um, the weight cut was so crazy. I got to fight three weeks out, and at a time, I was at a weight where I shouldn't have been at. You know, I'm still trying to but I shouldn't have been that heavy. And uh, I just, like, I remember the first week, I dedicated to getting down to where I want to be for a training camp, you know? So I did that, and then we had two weeks of training camp. But really, it was more like one week because, you know, the last week of training camp, you kind of kind of take it a little easier, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you don't really put your foot on the pedal as hard because you got to, when well, we had to fly out, we had to fly out, and uh, yeah, I just remember that uh, the weight cut was, was a, a beast. That's what I remember most. Um, I remember a lot of the the um, 
medical procedures I had to do, like the CT scan and all of that. A lot of things. Even when we got to the hotel, we had to we had to do a lot there before I could even go upstairs. So yeah, it was a lot. Like we got to Connecticut, but then we had to take a Uber. They ordered it like a, a nice Uber, like Uber somebody. But uh, that was two hour, a two hour trip. We got off the plane, and then the Uber picked us up and drove two hours to our destination. You know, so it was all while I'm cutting weight. So it was a lot. I just remember being hungry, <laughs> being really hungry. And what adjustments have now been made? I'm guessing diet-wise, uh, do you have a, a lower target weight? Is that what has been part of it? What's been, what's now your formula? Uh, no, I don't have a lower target weight, but I'm at my target weight. You know, I don't feel like you should be um, really ever away from your target weight for as long as, or as long as you can beat me in a sport like MMA. I feel like you should always be whatever your target weight is, you know? Um, because you never know when you get that call, and now you got a training camp. So uh, I feel like I could put myself in a way better situation if I had just uh, handled it more professionally, you know? Like, I remember having, like, ice cream sandwiches in the freezer, and I'm like, man, what am I about to do with these? <laughs> you know, so, like, uh, it's no more of that. It's just, uh, I'm pretty much always eating good, and I might have a cheat day or something. That's about that So a lot learned from that CES fight. Do you feel like also taking on an opponent that, what, I think he had three, four fights. Was was that a little of an ambitious step that you try to take? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he definitely felt like it was a higher level than I had. It probably would have been better to maybe go against somebody with a, that was also debuting. I know a lot of people say they go against somebody who's also a debut, or maybe somebody who, uh, who, whose record is a par, you know. So, um, I guess we could have did it like that, but you know, where I train, I just feel like I'm training for whoever, whenever, and. That was my mindset back then, so I think that's why I was, I was okay with, with that. But, yeah, I mean, he definitely felt, felt you know, more experienced and stuff. He could have did a debut versus debut, but uh, that was on me. That wasn't on my mind. You know? uh, I feel like they maybe could have set it up like that, but it was me who wanted to, to fight him. So I was, I was all right with that. I don't have any regrets about that. You head back to Albuquerque, back to the gym. What's the plan? Where do you need to improve? And how do you accomplish it? Mm, what do I need to improve? I know where I need to improve. Uh, and I won't say it on the interview just in case, you know, <laughs> my opponent's listening. But those, uh, you know, games and shit. But those, uh, those improvements, I feel like, uh, have been addressed. And uh, I'm ready to come in there.
question and questions about what I'm strong at, you know, and then we can exchange information. I ask them something about what they're strong at, you know. But uh, yeah, I think it uh, it just uh, I think it made me a better person all around. You know, I think I was a little little self-centered, and I'm just looking back on it, I'm just not even proud of. How were you able? How were you able to look in the mirror like that? And how were you able to change how what you didn't like about how you were acting? Mm. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Just uh, it's just not necessary. You know, it's, it's not necessary. It's not, not too much. You know, I mean, I guess you could. Like, if, if somebody wanted to, uh, I don't know, disrespect me, then, then you know, I guess I could, I could handle myself in a certain way. You know, I might talk some trash, but I used to talk trash for no reason. Or not really talk trash, but I don't know. Just, I don't know, just kind of, uh, it just was just a negative attitude. I don't know. I thought I was. Great, but I ain't did nothing yet, you know. So, yeah, I think that's the working right now what was preparation like and what has it been like the last couple months for you because we're nine months removed from that CES fight from the pro debut and we're three months into the pandemic so what have these last couple months of uh, training been like for you uh, it's, been, uh, it's been great training but it's been tough having to sit on that loss for so long I'm 
feel like it's up my training more because I don't want to deal with that again. And has the training had it been has it had to be uh, adjusted or altered any with the pandemic? Oh, the training for uh, not really living at the gym is a lot different. You know, uh, we couldn't compete. I mean, we couldn't practice as a team or anything like that. That was a bonus. But uh, we can always go downstairs individually and hit the bag or, or get a workout. You know, we couldn't spar or anything, but it was nice to have uh, access to a gym just because I live here, you know. So that was great. That was, that was, uh, that was a real blessing, honestly. Though. I couldn't ask for too much more during the pandemic. You know, a place like this where you could just continue to, to stay sharp and you've talked about your mentality change and with that mentality change and with the sharing with the teammates more being more part of the team as you were saying have you felt practices go a different way then yeah for sure um i don't know what it is i guess it just goes hand in hand just good energy you know good positive uh, I try to be as helpful as I can. I don't want anybody to think I don't want to help them out. I hope that's not what they think. Uh, but like anytime I see something, I try to help. You know, like I guess I can only help with really wrestling. I guess like that's my level of expertise. I can help that, but I also ask my teammates about you know their expertise. That's why like everybody's uh, strong at at least one aspect of the game. Uh, everybody, especially at the pro level, so, you know, I always like uh, picking their brains about what they're strong at, and you know, they do the same for me. So I think exchanging that information, you know, that's dope. That's uh, that's what more people should be doing. You know, uh, strikers should talk to wrestlers more. Wrestlers should talk to strikers more. Jiu-Jitsu players should talk. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. And I know that you felt you were pretty well-rounded, pretty versed heading into turning pro. Do you feel like you're filling up more holes than you realized that were there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's nice to be not as good as you thought. When you go and you, you know, you, uh, you improve and you change, you know, what you can change and, you know, I'm still stronger at stuff, but I mean, I was still strong at stuff at the time, but I feel like I'm stronger at way more now, so that's way, uh, that's definitely a, a big factor going into this next fight, just, just more strength, you know, more strength, less weaknesses, uh, you know, staying ready, everything, it's just, everything's just going well as far as Heading into July 31st, Rough MMA 39 against Enzo Perez, 1-0. Do you know much about your opponent heading into this one? Um, I don't know too much, but uh, I think he's also a wrestler, graduate, something like that. Uh, I think he's Cuban, I think he's on the Cuban team with it, like with his wrestling graduate. That's great. It works so hard. So, um, yeah, I expect to see the uh, best version of him, and uh, you know, he might, maybe he might try to take me down or something. Maybe he won't. It'll be interesting. 
way to see a uh, interesting uh, fight. I think it would be. I think it's a pretty good matchup. He's a good fighter, you know. So uh, I'm looking forward to testing my skills against him. For you. That's why we do it. I'm sure he uh, he wants to test his skills against somebody that's that skilled as well, not not anybody who can just run over. I would like to think that. At this point, are you more intrigued to test your skills against other wrestlers or other guys that have that wrestling base or against strikers? Oh, it don't matter. It don't matter. Uh, you know, strikers are nice to test skills against, and wrestlers are nice as well. You know, it really don't matter. I think that's the beauty of MMA. Uh, whatever style you come in with, I have something, and I have a game plan for that style. If they do this, then they're going to do this. You know what I'm saying? this point at this level of the game just starting out the pro careers how important is that that most of these fights they're really going to be about concentrating on you and filling holes because there's not going to be that much footage on opponents yeah but that's good I think uh, eventually it gets to the point where there is footage of me well, a lot more footage of me like when I get enough fights but um, for now it's nice to for it to be somewhat of a mystery. You know, I'm not watching this fight. Maybe he's watching mine. I don't know. Uh, I think I got two fights on YouTube or something. Or maybe, but... Uh, I don't get too concerned in that because that's not the same person. You know what I mean? So, uh, you can't be looking at fights from the past because they could have been working on some whole new stuff. That's, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, that's dangerous. To look at stuff like that, that's dangerous. I don't think that's too wise. Um, I think it is good sometimes. Maybe we got like a, a, like a tendency to do something. But, uh, honestly, I just try to uh, focus on me. I don't like looking at my opponent too much because you could be banking on one thing and a whole other thing come at you. you know? so, I think it's best if fighters just focus on themselves first and foremost. And then maybe, maybe I'll let the coaches do it. I don't know. On July 31st, you're going to be competing in an audienceless atmosphere. Uh, between your wrestling, your MMA experience, have you competed in a comparable kind of atmosphere before? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It feels like home to me. Um, I remember my uh, my second amateur fight. It was like it was in this gym or something. It looked like a gymnasium with bleachers and stuff. You know, I was in my element because you know, that's where I come from. We just look like that, you know, my wrestling days and everything. So, this is not too different as far as uh, how I grew up in the wrestling scene. Like, sure, there were tournaments where it seemed like there was 100,000 people or something. Maybe like 50,000. It's packed. Packed is, I don't know what. But uh, there's also a lot more tournaments, though, where it's kind of more like this thing, especially like. Then you lose your first match, and then you gotta go to wrestle back. You gotta wrestle back. You gotta if you play, then you might have wrestled six, seven, eight matches. And by that time, it's like twelve o'clock at night, and nobody's really there. You know what I mean? 
respect the referees, your coaches, and a few wrestlers from each weight class. You know what I mean? So, quiet, you just hear whistles and your coaches. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm alright with that. At the same time, I think uh, I would be alright if it was packed as well. I think CES um, made me a lot more comfortable with that atmosphere also. So, whatever atmosphere that it was going to be, I think I was going to be just fine because, like, I wrestled in so many atmospheres that I didn't think any type of stage you could have, you know? So. Like you say, you've competed on all these different platforms, different atmospheres. Do you still deal with nerves? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't think they go away. I mean, growing up, I used to throw up at every wrestling tournament. I don't know why. Like, the age of four. Well, no, not at the age of four. When I was four, I was so young, I didn't even know what was going on. But maybe like eight, from like the age of eight to like the age of 15, I used to throw up every time. It didn't even matter. And it's crazy because, like, I had to wrestle with no energy, basically. Because, you know, if you're throwing up with your age, how are you wrestling with no energy, you know? But I didn't notice that as a kid. But, uh, yeah, I used to do that a lot. I just didn't want to let my dad down. And I was kind of worried that he, I don't know. I don't even know why I used to do it. But I, I, I don't know. I used to get so nervous. But uh, that's all right, though, because I, I heard Michael Jordan. And uh, like, the nerves went away when I became like somewhat of a bigger name around the state, and uh, I seen my name in a couple magazines nationally, like national uh, national magazines or whatever, like uh, Wrestling USA magazine stuff like that. But uh, when I saw that, you know, I would get like offers and stuff from colleges, and D1 schools, and stuff like that, or JUCO or D2D3. When that type of stuff started coming in, I think that was, I think maybe the validation of that or something, uh, like validation, maybe. and I could just kind of exhale, and be like, all right, you do this, and I have to really be nervous. But when I started in MMA, uh, amateur, I, I never really got too many nerves. Maybe my first fight ever, I think. I got a little nervous, but my pro debut, the nerves came back. I think the nerves are still going to be here because I get nervous. We're sparring, <laughs> you know, like Tuesday, Thursday, we spar, or sometimes Saturday or something. Uh, like, I get nervous before I, I spar. And, like, today, I had nerves before sparring. I went downstairs, I had a great day of sparring. So, like, a lot of times, nerves, you make peace with that feeling because you know that if you have those nerves, then you got to go do your thing, you know? Does that make sense? Like, that's just how I feel about it. I kind of like the nerves. I used to not like it, but now I'm way more comfortable with the nerves. I think July 31st, I'll have some nerves, but I'm all right with that, you know, because, like, when the whistle blows, like I have a wrestler, or when the wrestlers fight, like nowadays, they all go away. Or like downstairs, if I have nerves before sparring, the, you know, the bell rings, you know, they all go away. They don't ever stay while I'm competing. I'll be fine. Has that always been your mentality? As soon, like you said, as game as it's game time and it's time that the lights are on, you're ready to go. Yeah, I think even as a kid, I didn't even know. I used to be so like I don't know, just my stomach was everywhere, just throwing up and stuff. But 
once you hear that whistle blow, you shake hands and you hear that whistle, it just go away. It's like a, I don't know, you can't even really think about nothing else besides for what's going on in front of you. If you think about something else, then you need to get out of here because it's not going to be good for you. You got to be focused. You know, you have some type of focus or flow status, tunnel vision, or you got to be, you got to be alert, ready to go, focused. July 31st, first, the next fight, traveling just over to Arizona, a neighboring state to us. Are there any other teammates jumping on the card with you? Yeah, uh, I believe Chris Rojas is on the card as well. Um, I don't know if he signed his contract or not yet, but uh, from what I heard, he's on the card. He told me about it, and uh, we're supposed to be getting some work in for us to get each other ready for the fight. And, uh, What's the mentality been like now, recently, you guys, the group at the gym? Because I think it's, what, been about two weeks now that we've really got to start having more classes, more group sessions, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, it's been about two weeks. And um, it was nice because it felt like a family reunion or something when everybody came back to the gym, you know. Uh, these, these are our brothers and sisters. And, uh, I think we all feel like that. It, it was just nice to see everybody. But it still is. I don't think that feeling has gone away yet. Uh, I still feel like we got that, like, that new car smell in the gym. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, it's nice. Especially, like, the pro classes are so intense. And we got to... You schedule now too, so um, you know a couple changes here and there, and uh, it's real nice. The the gym is real positive vibes. Like yesterday at wrestling practice, like I saw them getting hyped. I think it wasn't even like really. Uh, I think it was like strikers and jujitsu, and they weren't just like straight wrestlers, really. But they were at wrestling practice. You know, they were getting hyped for something that's not even there. Um, what they're strongest about, you know. Just enjoying the process, trying to get better, and now it's built. Yeah, the gym, I think the gym is in the best place it's ever been right now. The gym is real strong right now. Everybody feel like a family. And what is it like for you to be there, to be honing your skills at one of the best gyms in the world? It's like a dream, for real. You know, like a, uh, just feel like, at first, it was a little surreal. Now it's just life, you know. But when I look back on it, I'm grateful because, um, you know, this is what I wanted about what three years ago. And I came and made this move, and uh, I, you know, I don't think it could be going too much more well than it is right now. So I don't have any complaints. I think uh, I put myself in this situation so I can improve a lot faster. I felt like if I stayed where I was at, then I would have distractions and stuff from home, and uh, you know, that was. I think being here, living here, living at the gym, being able to get all those extra training sessions in when everybody else, they really can't do too much besides run because they have gym hours, you know what I mean? We don't have that here. If you live here. That was nice. The opportunity coming up on the 31st, how do you capitalize on it? How do you get your first victory? Uh, I think I just be myself, stay focused, and uh, just trust my skills, you know? Um, I do those three things. I think I'll be in my 
a good place. And also, you know, take care of your training camp. You know, stay in shape, uh, get those extra workouts in. Because, you know, he's working hard, so, you know, I'm going to work. You had big expectations. hard, if not harder. I said, I was gonna say you had those big expectations. The first one didn't work out. A lot of people would get down in the dumps, but it doesn't sound like that was you. Not really. Um, I mean, it's still, you know, it was unfortunate for sure. But I was in the gym the next day. I think. Uh, well, I fought on a Saturday. Uh, Monday, I was in the gym. So, you know, you gotta kind of turn the page. You know, no matter what happened in your career. Uh, only thing really that you can control, you gotta keep working. You can control, keep working. You can control going to class. You can control being consistent, and uh, you know that's what I do. So I feel like if you do that, the rest will take care of itself. I feel like uh, more people should should trust that too. You know, it's like no magic potion or anything. Uh, the thing that you have to do is work hard, and that's what anything. You know, like Michael Jordan would have never been. Who he is if he wasn't working hard, you know, uh, they wasn't going to make his shoes if he was just blacking and not going to practice. And, you know what I mean? He would have never even been who he is. So uh, it's not a coincidence that everybody that's great is an extremely hard worker. You know, everybody that's like the best, you know, they work extremely hard. You can't even see it. But they doing it. And all you see is... Um, the fruits of their labor, you know what I mean? But you don't see the, the labor, you don't see the hard work, the grind and the sweat and all the stuff they do, you know, the extra workout, being sore, all that stuff. You know. And I forgot, forgot to bring it up. We're talking about the opportunities. We've been going through the pandemic. Were you surprised that this opportunity came your way, that we're having regional MMA even at this time? Um, nah, I mean, I was, but then I asked my manager about it. One of my managers, uh, I asked my management team, and, uh, they reassured me that, uh, you know, something in Arizona would be coming, and LFA would be coming, and both of them came, and at first they asked me about LFA, I told them I was ready, and I guess we couldn't get on the LFA card, so then, um, they came at me with the Arizona opportunity. And, you know, I was ready for that as well, so I took that. So I was a little worried at first, but when they told me that uh, these things would be happening, uh, I kind of just, that kind of made me uh, a lot more at ease with the whole pandemic situation. But uh, it, it definitely was, it definitely was a concern a little bit. But once they told me that everything would be all right, you know, I know they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't lie to me, nothing like that. I was comfortable. When everything first happened, though, were you were you worried that it could have been a while before you were getting an opportunity to compete, say, three months ago when they first started announcing the pandemic and the closures? Mm, a little bit, but not so much as, like, other sports. Like, I knew that a sport like MMA or boxing, you know, the whole one-on-one atmosphere, uh, I feel like they had a, a way better chance at, at coming back earlier than football baseball and basketball, you know, those team sports, you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I was always uh, positive about it. I was always optimistic. There was a little bit of, a little bit of worry, but not too much. Nothing too crazy. As far as, you know, I wasn't panicking or nothing. I, I knew that uh, 
Like for a minute, I thought we might have fights at the gym or something. But I don't know because we got two cages. And stuff. So, uh, you know, I was, I was always pretty optimistic about it. For some reason, I don't know why, but it, it was good that I was because uh, you know, look what's happening now. How excited were you when you first when you got the call when you found out this was official that this fight was happening that you were getting your second pro fight? What was that like? Um, it was pretty exciting. Also because it was a eight week training camp. Never had one of those before. So now I feel and I feel like a real pro, you know what I'm saying? Professional. I try to uh, handle myself accordingly, you know. So uh, yeah, I'm excited about that, and I was excited when I got the call. I'm gonna be excited July 31st. I'm being excited August 1st. So, you know, uh, I'm just happy to be able to do what I love to do. And, you know, it was a great feeling. You know, I don't, how much, I don't forget about how I felt when I got that call, or I got a text message. What did you say? How much different are you gonna look from nine months ago stepping in the cage July 31st? I think I don't look like somebody that's been training for nine months since that happened, you know. Uh, which, you know, if you take it seriously, that should be like a whole nother, you know, a whole nother level that you take your game to. You've really been, you know, training for, for nine months. So, yeah, I think I look way different. Uh, if they count on me to be the person that they may have seen in some video or something on YouTube or an old fight, then that's not going to be it. Uh, you know, I hope they're not doing that. But, you know, so many people do that type of stuff because they be worried about the wrong thing. That uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. You know, if, if his team is doing that, then, um, you know, we, we're just going to have to see on July 31st. If that's still me or not, we're going to see. Seems like you stayed positive through, throughout everything. You're in the right place. How are you able to do that? Uh, well, I used to go to wrestling camps as a, as a little kid, like, I was like six, seven years old by myself at some college with, you know, other, um, you know, uh, other campers, you know what I mean? Like, it would be me and then, I don't know, a whole bunch of kids that also had their parents drop them off at the camp, you know, we'd just be there, just be me and a roommate or something, just, uh, we'd go to practice three times a day, and then we uh, come back, you know, we sleep. Of course, we eat in between. We've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But, yeah, you do that for however long the camp is, and uh, you just trust the coaches. I guess the parents trust the coaches with, with their with the kids that, you know, that they won't do anything crazy or nothing, and, you know, they get to business, and they always did, you know, always handle themselves real professional. Uh, so... Like with me growing up like that, that's how I grew up. Everybody else had summer vacation and everything. I ain't really had too many summer vacations. I had times where I would be back in the summer, but it was only for so long Then I went to another camp, you know. So um, luckily my dad was in a situation where, where he was able to, he worked real hard and worked double shifts and stuff for me to go to these camps and stuff like that so I could become uh, the wrestler he wanted me to become at. I think I accomplished that, or at least, uh, I think I accomplished that, honestly. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't too bad. <laughs> How pivotal for you are those wrestling roots in MMA? 
Uh, I think it's the most important skill you need to have. But I mean, I don't know. You know, uh, there's so many skills that you just great at it that you can go so far. So I try to be as well-rounded as possible. You can't just be thinking on the one thing. You know, that's not. I don't think that's great to be doing. But I mean, I do think it's really important. It might be the most important skill uh, to have, but. I think the most important thing is that you can You'll be seeing Aaron Reese in action on pay-per-view. Rough MMA 39. Looking for that first professional victory. Aaron, were there people that you needed to thank and shout out to? Um, yeah, I wanted to shout out my management. Uh, Aurelio Rivera, Aurelio Rivera, Aurelio Rivera, during this time, you know, they were able to find the fight. Uh, uh, I can't thank them enough for everything they do. I wanted to thank uh, my friends and family. I wanted to thank uh, Russia. You know, that's my shit. Uh, yeah, I told her I'd shout her out. So, that's what I'm doing. She did a lot for me, too, as far as, like, I had to get a job and everything. She helped me, you know, get from place to place, you know, when I didn't have my car and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, always there trying to help trying to support the scene trying to su- help support all the fighters appreciate that yeah. Yeah, no it's great getting to talk to you sir you have a good day all right thanks again This has been a Cage Minds podcast on Anchor FM. Please like and subscribe. Also, visit the cageminds.com website. We're going to try to get details on how you watch the Rough 39 card and the full fight card for you on the website. Also, we're on the internet. Go over to YouTube. It's Cage Minds. MMA show, like, subscribe, be much appreciated. Same thing for check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Put in Cage Minds, Cage Minds Combat Sports News, or Cage Minds CSN. We should pop up with any one of the three. Again, appreciate the time of Aaron Reese today, and thank you all.